Hello, welcome to the stream podcast. <laughs> yes, welcome, welcome. Uh, I'm Jesse, also known as Kavium. Um, I'm Manuel, also known as Solikit. And uh, today we're gonna be doing my topic. Yes. Uh, what my episode house. is this? Episode six. <laughs> Losing Ooh. track already. <laughs> I think it's. I six. wonder why. I wonder why you lose. There's no track. reason. Okay, it's definitely nothing to do with pumpkins or anything like that. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, today's my house. My topic. I finally thought of something. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, you ready for it? Sure. Are you ready? I'm ready. I was thinking we can uh, talk about what we think about live service games because hell divers 2 came out and it's a live service game it's doing fantastic a lot of people are loving the not only the game but like their monetization setup and all of the positive support from it and the ceo is really down to earth and like shits on idiots on the internet so they're fairly they're getting a lot of love and respect for that so i think it'd be fun to kind of talk about what we think about live games, the goods and bads, and uh, games we think that are doing great, games that fucking shit the bed, and there's a lot of those. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just our overall thoughts. Um, well, I'm going to preface this with like, I think a lot of it is negative. There are some positives, but a lot of it is negative. <laughs> so I'll start the conversation with let's define live service so we're all on the same page here so technically speaking anything that has like patches after launch is considered like live patches it make it a live game but we are probably going to be talking more about live games in the sense that it's built to Cater to an audience for a long period of time, uh, maybe years of service of the same game. And there's frequent live patches, there's probably seasons or battle passes, just stuff that monetizes for continued lifespan of the video game. So, you think you agree with that definition going forward? Yeah, I think so. I think there was some kind of breaking point because. I assume, like, in the past, say, like, in an old game, like, uh, Team Fortress 2, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if they would have called that a live service game. I'm not sure if it even gets big updates anymore. I know a lot of people still play it. I'm just not sure if they yeah. have big updates. Um, I think there's patches, but it's not content updates. Okay. Uh, it's kind of an interesting dynamic, though, because I don't know if it would have been called a live service game at the time, but it probably kind of was, you know, like it turned out that mm. way in a sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. I think it's it's like games that come out with the intention, especially these days, whether they shifted in, into that type of way or not, like whether they were like that at first or not, I mean, um, mm. where like, the intention is to keep updating it with new content or change the game over time or whatever. Uh, so people keep playing for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was wondering 
I, I structured the topic a little bit, but I don't know where to start exactly. Is there a topic specifically you would like to kind of start start off with? Uh, I don't know about, like, topic per se. My mind kind of just automatically goes to, like, kind of like the VR one where it's, like, starting from the start and kind of working our way up, or we don't I have to do kind of thought the same, way. too. Um... But I have a, I don't have a defined start of live service games. I think probably MMOs were the first live service games, like actually built to cater to an audience for an extended period of time. And yeah, obviously look at the most, WoW, right? Like yeah. WoW would be. WoW is like probably the best example for. Yeah. I mean, for the up and downs of a service. Yeah, one one complete service because it, it has had a lot of flack, and I we were ne- neither of us are WoW players, so we're not very educated. No, in the lifespan, but uh, yeah, I think it probably everything kind of stems from WoW. WoW was the biggest thing. A lot of people played it. Companies realized, oh, one game can be our thing. We might not need to do multiple games every year, like from different studios to make money we can just make one big game and kind of reek from memberships because wow was like is it still membership based yeah yeah okay there's still a membership fee which is kind of ridiculous yeah. when you think about it like even despite yeah. i think you have to pay for the new content on top of it right like technically it's tlc you pay for i think Yes, at the at the beginning. I don't think it's the same anymore. Oh. I think World of Warcraft something like World of Warcraft is ridiculous to me because imagine if someone has played this entire time without break, like without ever canceling. Obviously, I would say probably the majority of people at this point have canceled their membership and probably a lot of people like put it on when they want to play and put it off unless you're like someone really hardcore, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then, but imagine how much money they've spent over time. Right. Like, and that's for one game. Like, yeah, we're talking about like potentially thousands, like multiple thousands of dollars for this one game. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm curious for a while. So like, obviously at the beginning they were very, very profitable, but I think the, the last few DLCs from what I understood from the internet was that it they've been some of them have been good most of them have been bad and they kind of been falling off but when do they like I wonder how far they are from their par- profit margin from their like continuous like obviously they have a bottom line of you know the people that are hired to run what's still left of WoW which is probably a big team because WoW is still pretty big and then you have the building they're in, the infrastructure, all that shit. So I wonder kind of where they are comparatively, comparatively to before. Because I'm assuming the bottom line doesn't really change much unless they add people to the team. And the profit margin fluctuates huge because it, it depends if their content's good or not. Every, I don't know how well WoW works, do you, like do you, season? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Expansion? Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh... I'd be curious to see that. I bet you it doesn't really cost them that much to make new expansions and stuff. Because you got to think, like, the game's been out for a long time. Surely at this point, they have 
I'm just assuming here, so I have no clue, right? I'm just making assumptions on like what would make sense, I feel like, logically. Uh, it's been so long that I feel like they probably have systems and they're like, they've probably become very efficient in adding new content. They probably reuse a lot of stuff for their content. I don't think they're like remaking new assets and, uh, and, uh, you know, like redoing everything every single time that they have an expansion. There's probably a lot of overlap. Yeah. Even if it doesn't seem that way, right? There might be. And a, a cost, probably the biggest cost is just server space. Continued server space. Yeah. So that's probably one of their biggest costs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we both agree Wells was probably the one to kick it off. I think, but in my opinion, I think the one to popularize it was probably GTA 5. You probably. Because it kind of came out, we all thought GTA Online was cool, but it's probably going to be a, like a, a short gimmick. And then it, it gained a lot of traction, and they started doing big updates. And then when the big updates hit, and people start realizing, wow, this train's not stopping. And then there's shark carts, because grinding in that game is unbearable. So you buy shark carts. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of started the trend of like, you know, a, a long withheld like one game because obviously they haven't really made anything until Red Dead 2 and that was multiple years after when did Fortnite come out? 2019 it got popularized in like 2017 or something like that it was quite a bit after GTA it wasn't really close yeah on. I was just making sure because then I didn't want to say like, oh, GTA is the one that kicked it off. And then Fortnite was like six months after because it could have been Fortnite. No, no, there was like four no. or five years at least. I'm pretty sure it was like 2016 or 17 that Fortnite really kicked off. 17, I'd like to say, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Um, I don't know if GTA is necessarily... Because I'm thinking about like Call of Duty and stuff. I'm not sure when Call of Duty started uh, including stuff like microtransactions and you know. Like I don't not... think we can we can call Call of Duty live service. I guess not live they... service. Now maybe more so though because of like Warzone and stuff but maybe yeah, not back then yeah. That was the last like two or three years of Call of Duty really. I guess it well, just depends. Maybe a bit more now. It just depends what we would consider live service because they were like they would add new maps and stuff is that would be considered that to be live service but the thing is they make a new game every year and then they don't expect the last game to hold the population (laughs) it's like to go to it's like a pseudo live service (laughs) yeah they they get all the microtransactions bullshit and the the really shitty buy shit tactics yeah for a live service game and put in their every year title so they get extra money. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, recently I would say Warzone's a good example of live service because Warzone has stayed the same for the last, I don't know, four or five years? Yeah, and they get big updates and stuff. Like since COVID or whatever, whenever Warzone, man, 
I really don't remember when this game I came mean, out. I mean, pretty much all play. VRs are live service. Yeah. Yeah, they would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I know that, like, GTA popularized live, like, full-on uh, live service games, and then Fortnite popularized uh, monetization in a live service game. Okay, well, I'm kind of... <laughs> I'm a little bit confused because I thought we were talking about microtransactions, but we seem to be... Wasn't your subject supposed to be microtransactions? <laughs> no, I just said live service. I feel like... Micravo is what we think what about live see? service games because Helldivers 2 is pretty big right now and it's a live service okay. game that's doing really well. Sorry, my brain was... I'm, I'm... Off? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I get... Anyway, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they kind of go like hand-in-hand hand together anyway, to mm -hmm. some extent. Not always. They do. They, they pretty much do. No, no, you're right. They'll, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, if for the, yeah, a lot of it does, but it's not, not every single game. Some have micro, microtransactions, but I wouldn't consider them... Uh, Live service. To be obnoxious. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, but the I think live service started it, and then the game other games just adopted it because they were like, "Wow, this is working. I don't care that we don't essentially need to ask for money because we make people pay up front. Yeah, and the game only lasts forty hours. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think Rocket League is where I like. Obviously, I was aware. I feel like we've all been aware of like micro transactions and live service like coming up more and more, but because mm -hmm. I played so much Rocket League and I seen it happen while I was playing it, that's the one that kind of kind of hits closer to home for me. Because uh, I... you could see like the horse armor incident in real time in Rocket League if you played it from the very yeah. beginning to right now. Oh yeah, which it, is kind of hilarious. It was crazy. I mean, the game was already live service from the start. I would say yeah. Even though they don't so, really uh, add that much content, but you know, whatever, it's still technically live service. You had to pay for it too at the very beginning. Yeah, it was well, thirty bucks. That's what I was gonna say, right? So, I remember I paid thirty bucks, whatever. Uh, and you could buy cosmetics and stuff, but they were mm -hmm. pretty cheap. You, you could buy like a pack of like a decent amount of stuff. You would get like several items, and it was like five, maybe ten bucks on the really pricey side. This was like back when microtransactions were like more kind of starting out too. Like they weren't really like that big of a thing yet. Uh, and they were exclusive. You missed the sale. You didn't get it ever again. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't attached to seasons or anything like that. You couldn't get into packs eventually. They were exclusive. Yeah. Uh, but then the game went free to play. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, now you're paying... For like a single skin of one car or like a single wheel, like a, a set of wheels, obviously not just one wheel, uh, or like whatever, right? Or just one car and you're paying as much as the entire game costs when it first came out. Like it's crazy, right? Like I get it. It's yeah. free to play, but that price increase is just ridiculous. Like it's just like it just doesn't make any sense at all. Mm -hmm. uh, it being... And and I'll just add the price increases 
but nothing changed about the game except maybe like they added the was the fennec pre free or post free uh i'm not sure i can't remember okay the, i i just know pre free there wasn't a lot of uh different car types and after there's a decent amount of car types that got added uh but like besides car types you pay all this extra money for like stuff you don't have to buy to play which is fair yeah but nothing happened to the game yeah nothing fucking changed that's the thing too okay so like nothing changed and to kind of touch on what you said too about like you don't have to buy stuff but i feel like the big difference is first of all when you had to pay sorry when you had to pay for the game uh you could buy skins and stuff like i said like a multitude of stuff for fairly cheap right so it was easy to dish out like a little bit of money to get something cool because you wanted to change up the look of your car or something, which is fine. Plus, like, there's nothing wrong with plus, that. You could have been like a hundred hours in, and you're like, ah, five bucks. I'll support the company. I played this game a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, the issue, and like, it's the same thing with any of these type of games. Uh, same like with Fortnite or whatever, and all these skins that you you have to buy. And they're, they're like, free-to-play live service games. So, like, supposedly that's supposed to be, like, essentially, like, you're buying the game, but you're, you know, like, you're paying for a service or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the prices are just ludicrous, right? Like, I would rather pay 70 bucks. We're in Canada, so games are, like, 70 to 80 bucks for us, just in case anyone (laughs) isn't aware. Uh... I would rather pay the full price of a triple A game and get all the skins or like, or kind of like rocket league where I can buy like multiple skins for like $5 or whatever, then get a free game, which is fine. Like, like we said, like you can play the game without the skins and all that, but it's kind of annoying, right? Like you, sometimes you want to have a cool skin. You want to like, it's kind of like part of having fun in games to customize your characters and stuff. Um, And like having to pay like 30 bucks for like one skin or whatever. I'm not sure how much it costs in Fortnite or whatever, but you you get my point. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Uh, My problem stems more with uh, if they do ask to charge that, how good is the game? Is it worth that much to buy a skin for to finally decide to support them? Fortnite, you can argue they they launch some crazy stuff. Like they actually provide huge content updates and stuff like that, which is really cool. They get their money from the 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 skins. They get to do that stuff. That's really cool. And then if you look to Rocket League, which is a good comparison because they're both owned by Epic right now. People wanted racing in Rocket League for the longest fucking time. We people buy skins on that game. No racing in Rocket League. Guess where it went? To fucking Fortnite. Yeah. Why? Just why Why couldn't it be in the game it was supposed to be in? Yeah. And you know what's funny the- about that too? I, I I don't think I tried it myself. I, I don't remember trying it if I did. <laughs> uh, but I watched plenty of people like play it. Uh, it doesn't make me think of Rocket League at all. Like not even remotely mm-hmm. except for the cars and like the boosting I guess. Nothing yeah. about it though screams Rocket League whatsoever to me. 
which is really funny. Like it's actually it's ironic. <laughs> I I just do they not make enough money to add a game mode? I don't know. No, but it doesn't feel like they don't. <laughs> I they probably do. A lot of people still play Rocket League. People like to say Rocket League's dead game or whatever, but you know how people are. They say that for any game at this yeah, point. This, I think there's a healthy community on Rocket League. So yeah. I might mean, not play it anymore, but... No. And it's probably not it's the dead. biggest it's ever been, but like, yeah. there's surely enough people playing. Yeah. Um. So, to move on to more recent stuff, which is kind of hilarious, I don't know how... Uh, how up to date you are with the games we haven't played because uh suicide squad's pretty hilarious uh i mean yeah i've seen i've watched people play it i've heard a whole bunch about it <laughs> yeah did you hear about like recent like uh population on it no it's like under 10k <laughs> the game just came out i mean yeah it's... I... It just came out, and it's supposed to be live service. Okay. But... Yeah, it's pretty low. I just I think, if you I think check... it's because I'm... <laughs> I When you said that, for some reason, I was expecting, like, a really low... Like, when you said... That before you said 10K, I thought you were going to say, like, 100. <laughs> it's like... It could be... It could be stupid low now. But if um, I, I just like I think I'm, my expectations set me to such a low level. Then when you said 10k, I was like, oh, it's actually like not that bad. <laughs> let me check right now. Which is funny thing. because I was expecting it to be way lower. <laughs> <laughs> I it thought it was stupid. like I haven't played it. I just watched people play it. I didn't think it was that bad of a game. Like it wasn't game of the year by any means, but like a lot of people, I feel like shat on it a lot more than it deserved it wasn't like uh it wasn't the worst game ever i saw gameplay and i understand the complaints and i wouldn't be able to play it so yeah i don't think <laughs> i would play it either oh my god <laughs> okay it is as bad as you thought is it? <laughs> oh hell yeah so 24 hour peak was 575 there we go yeah okay <laughs> that's bad that's really bad that's, 10k that's i would have been like you know it's bad but like it's still a decent amount of people yeah 500 just, is like really low is crazy i'll try to back up the oh. i thought it was higher than that to be honest that's crazy. I bet there's more people playing Arkham. Like the Batman game. Probably, than yeah. Than people playing this game. Yeah. Which is a lot to say about how bad this game is perceived. I, I mean, haven't played it. The Witcher 3 is still like one of the most played games on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. been out, there's no updates or nothing for so long and it's been out for a long time. Because you don't need to be a live service game to get played all the time. Now, that game is no longer making money for them, though. Yeah. But it made enough money for them to keep running and probably turn a huge profit. So 
it's like power world they didn't make a a live service game that fucking bugs you about microtransactions but they made a killing on it mm-hmm. and they're probably gonna finish the game and be like here you go we'll go work on something else now yeah so um speaking of power world a little bit off subject but uh i watched a uh, nintendo uh direct or sorry mm-hmm. not nintendo direct i didn't watch a nintendo direct too but uh i meant a pokemon i don't know what they call it like a pokemon announcement stream or video or whatever okay <laughs> um it was all very mediocre i'm sure people will tell me that it wasn't mediocre like super fans of Pokemon, but it was all very mediocre. Uh, <laughs> the most interesting thing was uh, Pokemon Legends uh, ZA, which is apparently a uh, it's set in what's the Pokemon Y and Z? I think is that I can't remember. I wouldn't know. I really want to know. Anyway, it's like it's set in one of the like established Pokemon game universes, and I seen some people talk about it and they're excited. And it's like we didn't see anything, like nothing. All we saw was like this CGI trailer that wasn't even like an impressive. It wasn't even like a trailer that you would watch. That you'd be like, like wow, this is like even though it's just CGI, it's like really fun and like a fun trailer, but right? Isn't X and Y the other? kind of open world pokemon is that the one that has is like a futuristic city or something with a big tower i don't know that's that's what would the legends one had i have no clue it has a medieval city that's kind of like steampunky i don't know i don't know enough about like more like most black modern bricks. pokemons uh well i saw gameplay footage like i played x and y and I saw like game footage side by side. I think I'm remember remembering that's the right game. But I seen gameplay footage of X and Y that I think it's the the game before Arceus. That was three day three D, but not fully open world. It was just uh like uh kinda like a regular Pokemon game except it was three D and there was open spaces but not completely explorable. Okay. And that game wasn't like it was well received but it it was still what wasn't what people wanted and then Arceus came out claiming to be better than that and then you look at the footage side by side and like x and y is miles ahead in a lot of ways like it, it looks better it runs smoother it's more visually appealing there's more animations it's it's like crazy and the the world itself is built to be interesting. Like you go into town and there's a lot to look at and people to talk to. And then Arceus is like an empty landscape with nothing going on in it. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, like they just released an unfinished game. They just side by side. They dropped the ball so hard on yeah. Arceus. And there's so much potential. It could have been the, you know, Breath of the mm-hmm. Wild or Zelda or whatever of uh, Pokemon, right? Hell yeah. Um, this is why I have no excitement at all. Not just the fact that the trailer sucked, because <laughs> there's nothing. It's not the. Tra- it's not that the trailer sucked per se. It's just there's nothing impressive about it. Literally, the whole trailer is just like, 
it's kind of hard to explain, but all you see is like almost like diagrams of uh, of like the city and stuff, and then you see like these weird like uh, you know like a blue outline of the city and like some Pokemon and people in the city, but it's not like a okay. but it's not even like gameplay or anything. It's just like obviously CGI, but it's not even like impressive or anything. Uh, there's nothing about the trailer that I could imagine would get anyone excited for that game except for like hardcore Pokemon fans. I'll have to look at it. It sounds intriguing. I, <laughs> I kind of want to see it for myself. Yeah. Not to, to kind of reel us back on live service games. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I just had to go on that tangent because you mentioned <laughs> no, Yeah, no worries. Uh, what would you find... Give me your best and worst live, uh, live service games you've played. Oof. From, from recent memory. Um... From recent memory or just like throughout just my whole life? What, Recent memory for you because you forget anything <laughs> past ten minutes. <laughs> uh, fair, fair. Um, I, I, I'd like to say Pal World, but it's hard to say because it hasn't really like been long enough. There hasn't been like any major update or anything, so it's. A, I, I feel think, like it's a bit unfair. I don't think Pal World's live service though. I think I would call it live service. They plan to like get big updates in the future and lot. A lot of stuff would change, like expand and stuff. I would... That's because it's early access. Yeah, that's a good point too. That that's like, I think, okay. That's kind I of think what I was saying earlier. Release... Where do we draw the line? Well, I think early access it's kind of the same, but because the game's not released, it doesn't count. And if there's no transactions in it, like in the game, it also fundament it's fundamentally fundamentally different. Okay, but so like Valheim, they had a huge year one like early access, uh, but then the game's done and now they're kind of slow and they're not really monetizing anything, so that's not a live service game. But it's the same; it was technically the same development process that Powered's supposed to have. What we think is going to happen, unless they change their mind and do make it a live service game. I think the line, at least in my head, is more blurred because I don't think buying anything means anything for live service. They do tend to go hand in hand. And I think the title early access also doesn't mean that much for games, especially for games like that. Well, story games is different. But games like Pal World, where it's like a sand open world sandbox, are in my opinion virtually, even though they call it early access, are not really that much different than say like Fortnite. Because obviously they're way different than like games, but I just mean that like you could argue that Fortnite when it came out in 2017 was quote unquote early access, even though they didn't like call it that. And now they've had a lot of updates over time. They added content, guns, whatever. Uh, the map has changed. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different game modes and stuff now too. You could almost argue that that's the exact same thing as an early access game. It's like there's not really any difference. It's just the naming is different, right? Well, 
I know it's just it's not how early access games feels nowadays, but they're supposed to be broken, janky, and unfinished. I guess the difference still, the main difference would be that Fortnite has no end in sight, whereas Pal World or or you know like similar games in both ways would have an end. In. So like Fortnite keeps going forever until yeah. it can't anymore, whereas Pal World at some point. Will probably done. yeah end on like some, but then yeah. you could argue, let's say Pal World keeps being profitable for a very long time, like people are really into it. Uh, then you it it's weird though, right? Because you can almost argue the same thing if they just choose to keep updating essentially forever because people just keep playing it. But if people play it and they don't have a way to incentive incentivize people playing it. They're going to have to move on eventually. They can't make free content forever. That's what I mean, though. If it keeps mm. being profitable over time for a long time, then what's the difference, right? Like if new players join or maybe they start, maybe they sell DLC or expansions or whatever. DLC would work, yeah. Yeah. So like what's it's just... the technical name of stuff is different, but like what happens yeah, so... isn't that much different. I think attention is important for the definition uh, because uh, like when we talked about at the start games can be updated for their the rest of their lifespan but they're technically they technically are a live service game because they, they get that feature but I think it's mostly because it has to be mostly online it has to get content updates and patches uh-huh. uh, usually it incentivizes uh for continued growth and their intentions is clear that a customer this game will be around for two to three years at least you should come play our game and waste your time on this yeah where pow world is more like hey man this is a cool game come play our game oh you're done with it that's cool you can go over there and play something else yeah if you if you want to play offline you can come back over here if you want yeah I get what you're saying. And I think one thing you said that's a big thing too is you said online and I wouldn't really think about that. Even though obviously mm-hmm. Pal World is online, but that's not like it, it is a big component it's, of it, but it's not like a main Yeah. The offline is also a major component because that's what I do most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like Fortnite you can't play offline unless you're yeah. playing. In like Helldivers you can't play something. offline. Warcraft you can't. Uh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It makes it interesting, though. What would you call a game like Minecraft? Because you have... Okay, listen, listen, before you say anything. Take Minecraft, right? It came out in 2012. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it came out before that, technically, but the official release came out in 2012. Uh... This game has been profitable for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Even despite no like microtransactions stuff. I guess now you could kind of argue on Bedrock there is my, like a type of microtransaction. Uh, but at least for Java, there is no microtransaction. Except for Realms, I guess. Um, a lot of people play. It's still one of the most played games, if not arguably, possibly even the most played game in the world still. 
maybe not though, but like it's it's still really high up there. Uh, so it's been wildly popular. The online is wildly popular, and it has been in, throughout its entire life. And it gets huge updates, sometimes multiple times a year, but re in recent years, I would say more just like once a year, or mm -hmm. like once every like 10 months, which is essentially like every year. Um, is that live service, right? It's interesting. Like, how do we define that? I think it's not, because if we break it down, yeah, the intention of the game was probably a single player survival game, right? At the very start, then you decide to add a multiplayer function, and uh, that came huge. The game became hugely popular, so the server counts blew up. And when you consider all the amount of people that play this game, especially online, so let's use that to be like, what oh, is it live service or if people are playing it online? How much of it is Minecraft servers? how much of it is custom servers and how much of the uh, population is actually intrigued by the base game and how much of the community is actually playing a modded game because i think minecraft's popularity is mostly attributed attributed to uh the community's w way to keep the game alive they keep modifying it so people can play there's always a different version to play and yeah the company releases an update like not frequently but they do update it pretty big like pretty big updates like you said around every once a year but at this point they have other money makers so they released the other minecraft game so they had that to get some money off of to kind of get a small team to work on an update for Minecraft, so yeah, I wouldn't classify it as a live service because of those points. If if that's something you agree on, unless will, you have a counterpoint, I will counterpoint everything you just said. Everything? <laughs> well, I don't know about everything, but uh, some of what you said at least. I think it being modded means nothing to whether it's a live service or not. Uh. Because I don't think it matters, right? Why does someone... WoW can technically be modded, even though it doesn't really change anything in like, the game, but, like... You'd be banned. In WoW? Yeah. No. You can have, like, custom HUDs, and you can have, like, NPCs oh, talk and stuff. Like, have voice lines and all that type of stuff. I know it doesn't change stuff in the, the game. superficial stuff. Yeah. But it's still arguably it's... modding. But I don't think modding even matters, right? Because that's not that has nothing to do with them updating the game over a long period of time. I also think that Minecraft is an extremely lucrative and uh, there is no end goal for Minecraft. Because if there was, it would be probably over by now, right? They will keep updating Minecraft like any other live service game. I'm, I'm not determining that it's live service right now. I'm just saying that as a live, like kind of like a live service game uh, until it becomes non-profitable, which is at this point kind of looking like wow and possibly never so far. It's just if they are getting profit from that game, where is it coming from? People right buying now? the game. Again? 
Of course. People. Doesn't everyone own the game by now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they keep giving out big updates and stuff if they weren't making money, like ridiculous amounts of money on it? See, I think the mods do matter because it's what brings people in to buy new copies. By the way, I don't know if you're aware of this because you, so I guess maybe this is a perspective thing. A lot of young people, you may think that like a lot of the people that play Minecraft are like older at this point because it's been around for a long time based off of what no, you're saying. I'm aware that the kids buy it. Yes, it's still very popular with young people, which means plenty of yeah. people are buying the game. And new users, right? Yeah. If it, if Minecraft lasts a long time for people to grow up, they'll buy it. Yeah. Can I get what you're saying? Um. Parents, you have the copy, give it to your child. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Maybe, but a lot of them probably are playing with their children too. That's the funny yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. Because um, I've heard that too. I've heard, you know, some that some parents play with their children. Uh, it's interesting. I think that line is a little bit blurred on that one. I get where you're but, coming from, but I think it's a little bit blurred. It's just a... If it wasn't popular, they wouldn't try to keep it afloat either. That means nothing, though. If Fortnite wasn't popular, they wouldn't try to keep that one afloat either. That is the same I thing. think they pull every string to make it last as long as of possible. Course. Where Minecraft, I don't think they'd be like, oh, look, the game didn't make as much money. I don't think we'll release an update. Are you crazy? Well, Fortnite. You're telling me one of the most played game ever of all time. Minecraft is the most sold and played game ever of all time. And you're telling me if they had like one time where they were like, wow, we didn't get what we were expecting. I didn't say one. Or I like said, a oh, few we're times. Not making money. Yeah, they're not making just, money. That they wouldn't be like, money. well, this used to be our most lucrative game of all time. <laughs> Maybe we should yeah. try. It's Microsoft now. I 100% believe that they move on. I don't think so. I think either I, they I would, so. either they would make another Minecraft theme game to try and like uh, kick it back off. Yeah, but then that's not Minecraft. But the same argument, the same argument can be used for any game. Fortnite would be the same thing. If they started losing money, like a ton of money, and it wasn't worth it anymore, they would try to do something. Whether it's releasing Fortnite two. Or like trying to get yeah. the next update to be a big one I so see, people could join. I see what you're saying. I just think like if you had a graph and you had a line of when they stop, when the money stops, I think Minecraft, wherever the money stopped, Minecraft would stop releasing out updates. Meanwhile, Fortnite would be like, oh, the money stopped here. We're going to try to kind of bring it back. Oh, it didn't work. Okay, now we're done. I don't I, agree. I think there'd be a period to kind of yeah i don't know i don't agree with that at all why would they just like stop <laughs> it was their most lucrative title and they're just going to be like well fuck we lost money i guess we're just going to stop <laughs> because for the same reason why minecraft releases an update every year and fortnite releases like six a year i think they just they have a, a planned like a content launch and they're like, oh, okay, the next content content launch is going to get people. And then it, there's, a, there's a surge, but it's not huge. And they're like, oh, shit. The next one, that'll get them. Meanwhile, Minecraft's like, well, 
next update we planted to add another furnace um and like more more ghosts <laughs> we, we wanted to add ghosts no wait there is ghosts there's rates we wanted to add a daytime ghost <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, multiple and millions it. of people played. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a huge surge. People got to see them ghosts. <laughs> I, I just think that's what I mean. Like, mm, the scale of the, the content itself is indicative to how they would try to keep it going. Because, um, yeah. I think this is going to be a hot take. I think Fortnite will die before Minecraft. That's not a hot take. I believe in that statement. The reason why I say this, and this is going along with what you just said, just to kind of show you where, like, as well, I don't think that you're wrong, but or just to like see a different perspective, I guess. So, like you said, Microsoft owns Minecraft, right? It's owned Minecraft for most of its life at this point. Uh, Microsoft has put a stranglehold onto Mojang to release safe updates, which is why, because... We're safe <laughs> updates. Safe, as in, like, everything is very meticulous and kind of, like, planned out. Or maybe planned out's not the right word, but, like, they can't do stuff freely without, like, without it being approved. This is not just me like spouting a random shit. I've I've I remember reading or watch or hearing about this or something. Uh, it's why Minecraft doesn't get as as many and as big updates as it used to. Uh, they're kind of playing like a safer game, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think Fortnite will struggle more over time because things keep changing so much and people don't like change that much. Like, people like big updates and stuff, but if you keep messing with stuff, like, oh, well, the movement has changed again and then the guns have changed again. The way they work has changed again. Oh, and there's, like, a million guns in the game now and, and like, it, it becomes kind of, like, overwhelming. Whereas Minecraft is doing a more like slow burn type thing. Yeah. Uh, we'll see though. I might be wrong. Um, but I was just telling you that because that's kind of the reason why Minecraft slow burns more. It's it's more of like a meticulous thing. Less of like a, they can't pump out. They could pump out way more. They used to pump out two, sometimes even three updates in a year. And there were bigger updates too, like a lot more changes. You made me think of something. Uh, I remember, I think I watched the video about Fortnite profit margins and stuff like that. And they were, they're highly profitable. Mm -hmm. But something that's kind of hilarious is that all of the copyright cuts they have to pay out to all the different, like, Goku, the people who created Goku, and the people who created Keanu Reeves. They're, it's actually digging in the a huge portion. Keanu Reeves, is that what you said? Yeah. Hell yeah. Because we parents. all know it's... Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. I meant John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> Keanu. <laughs> uh, my bad. 
the people who own the rights to John Wick, not Keanu Reeves. <laughs> but it, it's actually eating to a large part of their income on their profit margin. So it makes them less profitable than, than desired. Not that they're losing money, just than desired. Yeah. Which is kind of hilarious. Because then they dug themselves into a hole that this is the norm for Fortnite. So they can't just stop giving their money to other people. Yeah. You're like, hey guys, your game's awesome. You want some money? <laughs> Get yeah. in here. I mean, I wouldn't even doubt that Fortnite's a lot more profitable than than Minecraft just because of microtransactions yeah. and stuff. That's... Well, here's an example. My coworker, okay, he straight up told me, he was like, hey man, I don't play Fortnite anymore. And I regret something. I'm like, what? I think I spent like fifteen hundred dollars in V bucks in that game. I'm like, dude, you're ni- you're like, you're not even twenty. The hell are you doing? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <You> sh- <laughs> <laughs> the my nephew and the other kid I used to work with, same mm-hmm. thing, man. They would waste their money. I think uh, Apex though was the one they wasted more in, or maybe it was Fortnite. I can't remember for sure. Uh, but anyway, same thing. They would come up to me. We'd be talking stuff about games, and, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I spent like two hundred bucks last night on these boxes." And I'm like, "What do you mean, like, bro? Save your money, man! What <laughs> like, the what? Hell? it's such a waste of money. I don't get it." There's so many cool, tangible things you can buy. I know this sounds really old, man, but this is like I've bought in-game stuff, but I I buy them with uh. I'll, with always the thought in mind that how much money do I want to give this developer that created a good experience for me? I played 100 hours of a game. Maybe it's worth giving them $10 for that 100 hours. Uh, if I spend 1,000 hours in a game, maybe it's worth 100 bucks. It'd take me a huge, huge convincing to put 100 bucks into a game just like straight up 100 bucks, but maybe 100 bucks over time for 1,000 hours not so bad i probably did it on rocket league to be honest yeah uh now anything after 500 dollars, i have a really hard time to uh justify it i any amount of time in a video game i don't see how i could spend 500 dollars in cosmetics specifically dlc is different because if the game's great and i played it for ten thousand hours i'm gonna buy the dlc yeah. And that that could easily accumulate to 500 bucks. But cosmetics cosmetics specifically like once you hit a 500 bucks, you should seriously consider are the people you're giving $500 to worth the $500? Cuz that's the only thing your money is good for. The cosmetic doesn't give you anything. The game can turn off next day and you lose everything. People are pissed that Dota... Is it Dota? No, no, no. Smite. The new Smite isn't getting all of the skins transferred over. Yeah. There's going to be legacy skins, but people don't even get their skin transferred. They only get half price on legacy. So not only do you lose all the money you spent in the first game, you have to rebuy in the second game. And you can't blame the developers. Like, they made a new game. It doesn't easily transfer in that way. 
but you, it also sucks. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it, it, like, you can't expect that of a developer. So don't spend that much money into a game. Yeah. Yeah. Buy a couple of skins to support them, but don't be fucking ass hurt that your ten thousand dollars gone because they can't make the game right. No, they're making another game. This is how it works. Mm-hmm. You're stupid to spend that much money. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like any game, right? I mean, it sucks, but it's like you said, and this is like the same principle of like, uh, you know, like how they say you don't own online games, which is technically through true. I mean, you do own mm-hmm. them in a sense, but like if it's Steam, a license, yeah, if yeah. Steam went down and all your games are on Steam, then you lose all your games. It is what it yeah. is. That's just how it works. And this is like I mean, the same principle, slightly different, obviously, because we're talking about a new game, but it's the same thing, right? They've made a different game. It's an entirely different game. And some studios will transfer the stuff that you had from the previous game to the new one. It does happen. I've seen it happen. But it's they it's don't, rare. Yeah, and they don't have to. Uh, yeah. It happens less... Uh, sorry. When it does happen, it happens less than it doesn't. Yeah, I am. I'm not saying it the right way. There's a way of saying it. I'm not saying it happens. You want to say the more often than not, but the opposite, right? Yeah. Yes. More Uh, often than not, it doesn't. It doesn't trans. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And a a good example is CS:GO. Two is getting the skins transferred, but we all know why. It's because there's a huge market on the fucking skins. Yeah. They're not going to give up their $1,000 skins that people attach the fake value to. Yeah. It'd be stupid. That would be a huge, huge outrage, right? At least most yeah. games don't have that much value in the stuff that you buy, except for like the, the amount of money you spend on it. But if you spent like multiple thousands of dollars on cases and stuff, and you have like several like multi-thousand dollar knives and you would lose all of that, that would be mm-hmm. just like... I mean... Huge- People would lose it, right? Yeah. And a huge trade market that's super active trading these skins back and forth for hundreds to thousands of dollars just dead overnight because yeah. the game was like, nope, ain't having that. But the game wouldn't be dead. Well, it would be because they actually cl- shut down CSGO 1. Yeah. But like, well, no it- one would be playing CSGO 2 because they didn't port the skins. Yeah, and Counter-Strike and, has a huge, huge... Uh, what, what do you call that? Like a, Gambling addiction. Well, that too. <laughs> but I mean, like, it has a huge uh, amount of... Like, it can lose a lot, right? Because mm-hmm. it's... I think it's the most played game on Steam still. Or it was, at least, for a while. Or, it's, like, really it? up there. I, I don't mean, like... Uh, I, I meant, like consistently not necessarily like a peak Mm. um yes you're right so it's like do you want to lose all those people you know it's like probably not Uh, straight go yeah uh to kind of go back on what you were saying at least for like my my side which i pretty much fully like i'm I'm kind of the same as you uh if i spend a lot of game a lot of game a lot of time in the game Especially if it's a free to play. So paid games, I would almost rather never spend any money in it at all. 
unless mm-hmm. I really, really want something, there there is like some exception, and it depends how expensive it would be too. Uh, if it's like too expensive, then no, it's like an automatic no. It doesn't matter if it's just not worth it at all. I will not buy anything in the game. Um, even less so if it's pay to win. Uh, I just probably wouldn't even play the game if it's pay to win. Um, mm-hmm. If it's a cosmetic and it's a free-to-play game, I'm kind of like you. The more investment I have, the more inclined I would be to possibly buy stuff in the game. Uh, Which is normal. Yeah. For most people. Yeah. Uh, same thing, though. If it's too expensive, then I would probably never even bother. Uh, if it's not too expensive... Or if it's expensive, but it's something I really want, and I play the game a lot, then I might make an exception. Uh, I wouldn't like that, though. It would hurt my soul. (laughs) Because I don't, like, I think things are way too expensive for cosmetics and stuff. But sometimes you just, you kind of, like, bend a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's how they get you. But uh, generally, I'm kind of the same as you, yeah. If I spend a lot of time, I'm more inclined. Sometimes I could play a free game, and I just don't care. I'm not, like, a big person that cares about cosmetics that much. Like, if I can, I will. Uh, Mm. But if I can't, and it's expensive, then I don't really care. Uh, I I just want to have fun in games, generally. So, like, visual stuff doesn't bother me that much. Usually when I have fun, it makes me want to buy something because I'm having fun. Yeah. Not because I don't have it. Yeah. Which is what I think games are trying to do. Instead of giving the customer a good time, they just give the customer a good way to buy something useless. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Diablo 4. <laughs> Diablo Immortal. I'm looking at you. <laughs> um... um uh something i wanted to add i also think now like most people are kind of like our thought process but get lost into the purchasing so like oh i bought something five dollars here i bought something five dollars there i bought something ten dollars here it's not a lot of money i don't spend a lot i love this game but Something I would pros, propose those like people who actively buy microtransactions. Look at your monthly spending on a game, and if it's like something ridiculous, you should stop. Yeah, yeah. The, I think if what you if you look at the grand picture of a month, it'll give you a good idea if you're overspending on a video game or not. And if you have a shit ton of money to burn and you love doing it. Don't listen to my advice. <laughs> I was gonna say, okay, do a... what you want, but like, if you're people like us, <laughs> watch out. Yeah, just don't broke yourself on a video game. That's what I was gonna say. It's interesting because there's a different perspective, right? So first of all, I think young people tend to care less. Mm. Uh, like kind of like we said earlier, like the the guy you work with or my or the Pete and the guys I worked with. Um. And when I was younger, I was probably more like that too. I think I probably would have been a little bit more gung-ho because you don't realize the importance of money as much, especially if you're not like, you know, if you don't have responsibility and stuff, which a lot of most younger people don't. Some do, and it happens depending on mm-hmm. what happened in your life. But 
uh, and some are smarter in general too. Uh, or well, I shouldn't say smarter. It's not that the other one, <laughs> the other ones are dumb, but you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, but they don't see like what's to come, right? So like when I when I would talk with my nephew, especially my nephew, and I would keep trying to tell him, I'm like, believe me, I'm like, in the future, you're going to look back and you're going to think, wow, I wish I would have saved all that money. That was a waste of money. I shouldn't have wasted it on all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because you could be at that point in his life, he was 15, I think, 14, 15. Um, you know, you could be saving money for college or university, uh, for moving out, uh, a car, like so many things yeah. that you can save money on bills and just save that money for emergency and all that type of stuff. And this is like an adult way of thinking, but children or younger people, teenagers, uh, they don't think about that, right? It's more like a living in the moment. Cause you don't have that responsibility of paying bills or you don't have to worry about having a car yet or, uh, yeah, it hasn't hit you. And I get it. I've been there. Uh, <laughs> and I've also been there when, you know, people tell you to save money and stuff and you don't listen to them because you're young. And so it's like you kind of get it when you're t- trying to tell them. But at the same time, you're like, man, why are you not listening to me? <laughs> it's like, you know, it makes so much sense. Um, you get older like us and, you know, we're like, we're not making that much money in particular. Like we're fine financially, but we're just not like, you know, we're not rich or anything by any mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to think about that stuff more and you sure you can spend money on games and stuff once in a while, but you can't just like waste whatever money you have bills and stuff to pay. Uh, and then there's people that are rich. And then I feel like if I was rich, then I probably wouldn't care. Now, no. There's exception to this because I haven't been rich in my life so far. So even if I was to become rich or like really, I, I, I don't even have to say rich, just like really well off. Uh, I don't think my mentality would change that much. Maybe I would spend more in games, but like, I don't think all of a sudden I would just be like buying every single thing I want all the time because I've yeah. been through hardship and, and like, I know how to manage money better at this point and stuff like that. Um, however, people that are born rich, it's a completely different thing. I feel like you almost can't blame them. If you are born rich, then it doesn't matter, right? You will spend money on whatever, on whatever whim because you haven't learned the importance because there is, it's not really important to you because you have, you know, like, whatever amount you need and some of them that are born rich and have this amazing opportunity to be rich usually stay rich the rest of your their lives because the crazy thing about life is that once you reach a certain point of wealth money makes money Mm. you you don't really have to do much you just have to invest yeah then your money literally makes money yeah that's why poor people stay poor because we can't invest <laughs> in stocks with no money. <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah, worth mentioning so. too that like I didn't want to come off. If, if it came off this way, that's not what I meant. Rich people can spend their money on whatever they want, right? Absolutely. Anyone, anyone can. Like I'm not Just blaming them. Yeah, 
it's like if you want to spend a ton of money on a game like go ahead and do it and it's you know whatever it's fine there's nothing like morally wrong about that or anything there's only one thing i could argue that it's wrong about it if you're spending money on a game but it no one can stop your enjoyment you're just fucking it for everyone else if you're supporting a game that's shit and like showing that microtransactions are great and you're like this person that spends hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on a game because you're oodles rich <laughs> you can, you're, you're having a great time but you're fucking it up for everyone else and people can judge you for that we can't stop you it's your money have the fun how you like <laughs> but we can judge you for it and yeah. be like fuck you <laughs> yeah I think uh I mean whales usually they call them whales when people spend yeah. a lot of money like that I don't think it matters that much I get what you're what you're saying I just mean like the grand I think it matters more when a lot of people are the whales like are a big part of it but a lot like the small ones are a big part of it too right it is um, I wish there was a concrete number and like percentage of whales to regular player base on like a game like Diablo either one for or immortal I'm curious what's the population difference between the people who can have everything because it'd be easy to find out because you just find the people that are fully kitted because you literally can't get fully kitted if you play for free which is insane and then uh, you just compare like fully kitted kits to non fully kitted kits and you're like oh wow What's that percentage? It'd be crazy to find out. Probably make me feel bad. <laughs> ah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, obviously satire. Yeah. But yeah. I am curious about the number. If that number is like findable. Yeah. I think that was a huge tangent. <laughs> For life service games, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Then I don't know. Do you have anything else to touch on on life service games? Well, we covered most of the bad. Did we talk about any good ones? Okay. I just I just mentioned Hell Divers Two was good, but I we didn't actually play it. I okay. just know it's a good game. The good thing I would say, or at least one of the good things, if there are multiple things. <laughs> uh, I think, first of all, it fuels, so like kind of going hand in hand with uh, live service and microtransactions, it definitely fuels for bigger, more spectacular updates. And you and I have uh, like butted heads on this a little bit <laughs> in the past, but I think Fortnite is a great example of this. Uh, it makes ridiculous ah. amounts of money and it gets big updates very frequently. Um, I think I mean, we butted heads about a specific instance, like technologically yeah. speaking, not sure. actually about the game. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I, I agree with you on the content and goodness of it. Yeah. Um, 
I know we haven't <laughs> fully agreed on this, but I would argue Minecraft <laughs> uh, is kind of an example of this. It's lasted so long and it still gets major updates and stuff. And it yeah. still gets, it's still, it's by far their flagship, you know? Would you think that original Minecraft, let's call like pre-Microsoft original Minecraft and post-Microsoft live service Minecraft, would you agree to that? That pre-Microsoft, the game was non-live service. I think original creator probably thought Minecraft would end. But then he sold it for a shit ton of money because he was like, wow, this game's not going to end. I don't want to deal with this. And then Minecraft bought it and is like, Minecraft is great. We well, are going to support this for the rest of its life. To be fair, I don't know like what happened or like if what you're saying is right or not. But when he sold it, Mojang, Mojang existed. Like It's not like he was developing the game by himself at that point. You know, there well, was... He... He is a C. He created Mojang. Yes, and he, he was, was the creator the of Minecraft. Of yes, I yeah. agree with that. And I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the way that you said that made it sound as if like he was still the only person working on the game. No, no. <laughs> and he, he built was like, a Man, team. This game is so big now. <laughs> it's like I don't want. I want to deal with this anymore. <laughs> no, no. He he obviously tried and probably hit a certain point where like i think this game's complete to me it's hard to say though right because it, it could just be a cash out i think it sold for yeah. like two billion mm -hmm. i might be mistaken about that number some something tells me it was that he got ripped off <laughs> you could argue that though. but i mean the two billion part, is ridiculous amounts anyway right? it's ridiculous like <laughs> so, i wouldn't even care i need my next 10 generations to have an easy life okay I'm not selling this game for less. <laughs> Man, two billion by itself is probably more than ten generations, unless you're like really wildly wasting that money. <laughs> uh, I bought a, I bought a hundred Bugattis. I got two thousand homes. <laughs> that's nothing, man. That would be like a drop in the bucket of two billion. I made a decent dent. <laughs> um, I think I don't think it matters. At least me personally, I don't know like what he would think about it, but say like if I had a game and I sold it for two billion, I'm saying two. Let me uh, I, I, hold on. I think I can Google it right now. Yeah, billion much for a game Minecraft sold for? Yeah, two point five billion. That's crazy. It is, but That's here's the thing. That's such right? a big number. What is Minecraft worth? How do you determine value the investment? I think it's it's just estimations. Huh. Interesting. Right now it's estimated to be at least 1.7 billion. They lost money. But he it, made out with a steal. No, no, because that would be 1.7 billion now. That doesn't consider how many probably multiple billions of dollars they've made with Minecraft and other like various Minecraft related things over time. I'm sure I'm sure they've made a lot more than 2.5 billion, don't worry. It's a steal. <laughs> um here's the thing though, right? Even if Minecraft say was worth like 20 billion now or like over time like the franchise and everything 
would have made him 20 billion instead of 2 billion. If that was me, I wouldn't care because 2 billion is so much money. I don't care about the yeah. extra 18 billion. Who cares? 2 billion just, is like way more than that. You know, people are overachievers. Okay. And we might be those people too. We don't know. We haven't reached that point. We could hit 2 billion and be like, no, I want more. Know what I'm saying? Nah, if someone came up to me and they were like, unless it was something I really loved, there's a difference. Like if something, if I liked something, I was creating something and I really loved it, that 2 billion wasn't worth it to me. Like I didn't want to let it go. But this would have to be like my passion. Like really like something that really makes my life mean something you know what i mean like it has to be for two billion dollars it has to be really really convincing right but if it wasn't to that point and it was more of like a job like i made this game i like it and i enjoyed making it and stuff but this company comes up to me and 2.5 billion dollars is their offer for the game i'm taking the 2.5 billion dollars you know like that's a lot of like that's an unpassable amount of money almost Mm. Uh, plus all the money you already made on it yeah exactly right he made money before that too so uh so mm, i i don't know i'm 95 percent sure i'd be the same as you so like oh you get an offer on anything that i would make that's crazy like a, a billion dollar money i'd be like yeah i'm good i think even I'd be, 100 yeah, million like yeah i was gonna say that I'd be, I'm good at a hundred million. I want to be at a million because I, no. I picture myself having a million. I can spend a million pretty fast. It's yeah. a lot of money, but like I pay my mortgage. That's like a quarter of it gone right there. Yeah. I buy a car. That's another, you know, I think a million's life changing, but yes, depending on how much I cared about what it is. Again, it's just levels of how much I care about it, I guess. If I'm working on something or doing something or whatever it is, but it's not something I'm like super passionate about, it's just like something I fell into or whatever, and it just so happens to be valued at a million, and that million is more than what I see myself uh, profiting, or or maybe I just want to be rid of it and get the million, then maybe potentially I would accept it, right? Because a million dollars is still a lot of money. Uh, but there's levels like if it's something I enjoy or like a, a business I like or whatever a game or something then I agree with you with what you said and then I would probably be like die yeah the the thing I wouldn't say insignificant to me like the the thing that I produce it wouldn't have to be insignificant but it would have to be a very small part of my life to be sold for a million I think because for anything to be worth a million, you put a decent amount of effort to get it there. And you're probably at the p tipping point of it being worth a lot of mean money. That's why you're being offered a million in the first place. Yeah. So it's like this weird gray zone of you're probably going to be making more money and they're just offering it for them to be in that position of, oh, this thing is suddenly worth 50 million. Mm. So, you, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. <laughs> At least that's what I. It's technically a gamble. I think it's a safe gamble. Yeah. 
where where someone asks if someone shows up and offers me two billion and I only made like I don't know five hundred million so far off my business, I'd be like oh. <laughs> This is a gamble I don't know if I should take. For a billion. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. 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 I think for a, a billion bi- A billion you made half of that billion already. Oh yeah, but I'm not and it's going up. But I'm not money obsessed, and sometimes uh, if it's like a really stressful thing or something, sometimes, and you're not like it's not like something you're extremely. That's why I said there's levels, right? I I feel like it all matters. What really matters is probably how passionate you are about the yeah, thing at the time when you get the offer. Yeah, I think the money doesn't mean that much. Um, cause say. Okay, this is going to be a stupid, really, really stupid example, right? I have mm-hmm. this cap here for my oh, uh, stupid for my cap. <laughs> okay, I don't care about this cap. There, I have no attachment to this cap. It means nothing to me, right? How rude of you! I mean, it 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 goes on my bottle, <laughs> which is nice, I guess. Uh, but other than that, I don't have any attachment to it. If someone came up to me. And they were like, I'll give you $100 for this cap. I'd be like, yeah, of course. Yeah, it sucks I don't have the cap for my bottle anymore, but I don't have that much attachment, and 100 bucks for this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, you know what's weird? I think I'd say no. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I'd just say no because I, I would be weirded out. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck okay. are you going to do with this? <laughs> But I was just using that as an example. I understand what you're saying. And I think if it was something different than a bottle cap, <laughs> I'd agree with you. It's just, just picturing it and be like, what? No. What do you, why do you want it? Yeah. Uh, my point being is that it's the same thing for a company or a game I own or something. Uh, mm-hmm. Depending on the amount of money and how much investment I have into it. But then there's there's a level of like so much money that you almost can't refuse that it has to be like your life passion or something that you really love. Like I could I think... enjoy doing something. Okay. I built like I make a game, I really like the game, I like working on it. Yeah. But there's a certain level of money, if they say a billion dollars where I like I would almost say yes no matter what except for the unless it's like changing my life like i'm really like mm. you know like not just money wise but i mean like mentally and stuff i think a good example actually i just thought of one so people who like cars so there there's a there's a market for cars and it's always fluctuating it's pretty high right now and it's kind of ridiculous but if you take a car that you have and you modify it to your liking you put a different suspension on it, you lower it, you put nice rims. I don't know, you like having spoilers, you put a body kit, whatever. You do what you want to do to the car to make it yours. You drive it for a year that way, and you're like, man, I don't li- love this car as much as I do anymore. It drives great and stuff, but man, I really want this new one, because I heard it's better. I want to get rid of this one. Now, technically speaking, Putting modifications on a vehicle lowers the price point because you are modifying the vehicle to your liking, a very specific niche market 
of yourself. So to sell your vehicle to a price that you think it's worth, you have to find someone that also likes your vehicle exactly the way you do. So here comes the similarities. Uh, You are passionate enough to make this car into your own but disconnected enough to or annoyed like bored of it enough to get rid of it if someone shows up and says you did all this to this car it's worth less than market value here's what i think it's worth you'd obviously say no because you had a investment into this vehicle and it's not worth that Mm -hmm. But if you meet the person, let's say you bring it to an auction where it's very like, they obviously make auctions to be centered around set pieces and people show up specifically for that. And two or three people are there and they're like, wow, that's the shit. And then they start bidding on it and it's like, wow, it's suddenly $100,000. Well, fuck, I wanted $25,000. Joe Blow offered me $10,000. Hundred thousand. Whew. Yeah, I'd sell it for a hundred thousand. Yeah. Even though it's something you love, it's like, well, there's amounts of money sometimes where it's like there's yeah. a lot of money and they can do a lot more with that, right? Yeah, you can get another car. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, think it's still it's it's kind of far from the point, but it's still the mentality's the same to when you want to give something up. Yeah. Because you you're essentially devaluing the product when you make it. I know when you you make a video game, you don't devalue the video game making the video game. But like, I know that's a hard difference, but just the principle of getting a suddenly suddenly like a an offer that matches or higher to what you think it's worth would make you be like, oh shit, yeah, it's time to get rid of it. Because mm-hmm. that's essentially what the video game would be. You got this game you made this much someone's gonna offer at or higher than what you think it's actually worth for you to sell it yeah and that might be two billion dollars two billion dollar would be extremely hard to refuse (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) uh Okay, yeah, I think we've uh, gone off topic for like 20 minutes now on tangent. I think we barely talked about my topic. <laughs> no, we talked about your topic plenty. What do you mean? I think we talked about your topic the entire time, except for the I, last 20 minutes. The, the kind of like what I had planned out doesn't match what happened, so oh. that's why I'm saying it. You know what? Shit happens. <laughs> it it's still fine. worked out. It's fine. Uh, I don't know if you had. I I can't think of really anything else to to talk about in terms of life service games and stuff, unless you have something more to add. No, I'm good. We're pretty much over time by quite a bit now, and it's late, so I think it's a good time to end it. Okay, Let's cap it off. Sounds good. Thanks for anybody that was watching tonight. Uh, if whoever's listening, I hope you had a good time. My name's Jesse, also known as KVM. You can find me here because I don't really, I'm not really anywhere else. <laughs>
my name is Manuel, and uh, yeah, thank you for watching. Also known as Solikit. Uh, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube and TikTok and all that, but I haven't really been posting or uh, streaming. I shouldn't. I shouldn't get back to it. Uh, also, you can catch us typically Saturday uh, at 5 p.m. EST live on the various podcasts. Or if you miss that, uh, usually it's it the the episode releases a week later on uh, Spotify and RSS at Saturday 2 p.m. Uh, EST. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and. Just a quick explanation about to tonight's off-schedule stream. Mostly because I had uh, shit going on at home, so I had to postpone. Yeah. And you, you got this lovely episode today. Yeah. Yeah, so there might be uh, exceptions to the uh, Saturday live stream sometimes, and that's all right. But uh, we're going to try to keep the uh, releases on Saturdays on the podcast platforms consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, thank you for watching or listening. Um, that's it from us, I think. Yeah. See ya. Bye.